So, so how many days in a row have you watched Ice Pirates now? So today was seven. I watched it early today so that I could have. I took uh, notes, not like Gonzo Batman v Superman notes, but like notes of things that I've of thoughts that I've had over the course of watching this movie seven times. Now, um, what the hell? What the hell are you doing? What? Why? What? Why? 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 So, it's a it's a it's a sort of experiment where you know, um, based on uh, worst idea of all time, the podcast, and based on Till Death Do Us Blart, which is you know a couple of couple of podcasts where they do a, a similar thing, watching a bad movie over and over again to try to see if they'll like it or things like that. So I'm, I'm doing it a little differently where this is an experiment to see either if I end up liking this movie. And if I don't, um, seeing if I have to quit watching this movie. So if I, if I hit a breaking point and I can't make it through the entire month, then that, that ends my experiment, uh, in one way. Okay. And if I end up enjoying the movie and making it through the entire month, then you know that ends it another way. But either way, I mean, do you really do think? My... Do you really think that there was a chance you were going to enjoy it? So the first day I watched it, I watched it and I was like, you know, that wasn't as bad as I remember being. You know, there it's really dumb and, and like not. not um, but you know, it's not, it wasn't as horrifyingly anger inducing as the first time. And then I watched it again and I was like, okay, uh, so I have some issues, but you know, it's not terrible. So, so <laughs> I use this app called Letterboxd, okay. um, which is essentially like a movie diary app. Okay. Um, and so every, Every movie I watch, I, I log into my movie diary. And so every time I watch Ice Pirates, I log it into my diary. And every day it's gone lower and lower. <laughs> Where like, I started at like one and a half stars. And now it's been sitting at half a star for the last couple days. Because you can't go any lower than that? Well, I could I could do zero and it would just log the fact that I watched the movie. But I want people to know that I watched it and didn't enjoy it. And it wasn't just like, oh, I just am logging this movie. Like, no, I watched it and I didn't enjoy it. And also, if you did enjoy it, which very few people have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is not a good film. So there are there are a handful of moments in the movie that I enjoy. A, a, a rare handful. Um, but I also watched the trailer today for the first time. I'd never seen the trailer for Ice Pirates. I don't think I have either, yeah. Did you know, so the bad guys in the movie are the Templars. Yes. In the trailer, they're called Mithranoids. They're never referred to as Templars in the trailer. They're called Mithranoids. <laughs> Which okay. I guess is because they come from the planet Mithra. Um, but so, I took, I took... Uh, let's see. Would, would, would calling them Mithranoids have improved anything for you, though? I mean, no, not at all. I was just very confused as to why they call them Mithranoids in the trailer. There's also, um, 
I went on IMDb and looked at the trivia and the facts and things like that. Uh, and one of the things that it lists is taglines. Mm-hmm. And in, in every tagline for the movie, it says, you know, it's like, see, dazzling special effects, see, you know, space romance, see. And then the last one is always, see, uh, mutant possums or something like that. And th- there are no mutant possums in this movie. Like, I know you you might be thinking, oh, there could be. There's not. I've watched it seven times. There is not a single mutant possum in this film. Um, I have on my small notepad, it is five, no, six pages worth of notes. Go for it. Um, oh, oh, we may have a, we may have someone jumping on. Uh, uh, why are you so loud? Let me turn my volume down on my phone. There, you- <laughs> there it is. Gonzo, you're just in time for me to discuss my notes that I have on the film Ice Pirates. All right. How do you feel about the Trash Goblin? By which I mean Trash Robot. Trash Robot, I wrote in my notes, Trash Robot is still the best character in this film. (laughs) Good. Um, Good. I'd be very upset if if that had changed. I thought Penis Nose was the best character. Or is it Turkey turkey Neck? He likes likes Turkey Neck. Turkey Man taking a shit? Yeah. (laughs) That's a... um Which, there was at- before you get too far into this i just want to point out that the other day i was texting janine and she just texts me this very disheartened so joe's about to watch that stupid movie again. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah um, he, he said he was good let me see where's the where's my my favorite my favorite line in this movie um where is it oh there it is okay so there's the fight scene that happens between Angelica Houston's character and the other guy at the bar on the pirate moon. Right. Angelica Houston was she, in this. she cuts off the dude's head and then there's a flash cut to a dog laying down. And then after the fight is breaking up because the dude's head got cut off, one of the extras says, call the dog back. That's my dog. And I don't know why. I find it so funny, but I feel like there was just a dude who brought his dog to set that day (laughs) and the dog wandered into the scene and they just decided, yeah, fuck it. Let's make it a part of the movie. (laughs) So, which could be because part of the trivia on IMDb is MGM originally gave them $20 million to make this movie. That's a lot of money. And it was going to be Jason and the Argonauts in space. And it was going to be this big, massive sci-fi picture. Hey, remember that time that Jason wore a pirate mask? <laughs> and or then a pirate shirt, pirate shirt, that's what I mean to say. They, they start filming. And MGM says, actually, we're cutting your oh, budget sorry. back to eight mil. Living room light off and then bedroom light on. And as soon as they cut their budget from twenty million to eight million, they completely rewrote this script to be a comedy, which is why I believe my biggest issue with the film happens, which is the first forty-five minutes of this movie are pretty much just a Star Wars ripoff. Yep. Yeah, of course. Like it's very, it's very, you know, it's blatant science fantasy, like trying to be star wars if star wars main character was han solo instead of luke i mean that poster is very star 
And then the second half of the movie is so goddamn all over the place and so batshit insane and trying so hard to make these jokes that land and do all these things that are supposed to be funny that aren't funny. Um, and hey, I think it's Trash because... Trash Robot is a delight. Trash Robot is a delight. Um, so one of my notes... Uh, is before the eight and a half minute mark, the hero of our story makes a sexual advance at a sleeping woman and is upset his crew will not allow him to rape her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which is a line in the film is whatever happened to we rape, we pillage. Like, <laughs> this is the hero of our story. Um, well, they, they, also, they, they have to demonstrate his moral ambiguity. Uh, He'll never have that, that Campbellian... Uh, journey if he doesn't start you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go through all of my notes go i'm through. just gonna pick out listen go through you want me to notes. go through all of them I okay mean, so it's... Sure, sure apparently he can do that but when i go through all of my notes on something we can't release listen uh, I, I will i will tell you what i told you before you're not the only reason why that show was unreleasable If it was just 45 <laughs> minutes of you ranting and raving, I, I, there would have been no reason not to release that show. But there, just trust me. Continue, Joseph. I, I don't remember my recording session. Um, so I do remember um, that I was there. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> it, just, it wasn't your fault. My first note comes within the first like two minutes of this movie, and it's why does everyone check their gear after already dropping down the ladder to where the gear is not? <laughs> um, then we have, uh, why would Nanny not scream or even try to uh, get help when she knows that the guards are right outside her door? Because she clearly slips out of the guy's hand once before to yell. So, like, why doesn't she do it when there are people there who could help her? Um, uh one TX-40 is worth more than five pirate robots, but they all look exactly the same and are made of the same material. So, what gives there? Um, <laughs> Discount R2 is a security bot with no means of handling intruders. Uh, you know, I feel, like we, I feel like we made that comment when we watched it the first time. It's like, this is the worst security robot on the face really... of the Earth. And then the next, the, this is all just the opening scene of them stealing the ice. Uh, so they they break in through the bathroom, which is why Turkey Man taking a shit is there. Correct. So when yeah. they go to yeah, leave, I remember that. they close the door on the bathroom, and the Templars who are following them can't get in. So my note is, Templar guards have no means of opening their own bathroom door. <laughs> um, it's occupado. <laughs> Princess Karina is clearly in line with the Templars in the beginning of the movie. Why don't they use them? Why doesn't she use them to track down her father? Uh, we have a couple of uh, inconsistencies where I don't know if you guys remember any of these character names. Um, <laughs> I did. I did think about playing a game where I was going to name uh, four characters and then make up a name <laughs> <laughs> because. Some of why wouldn't you? So... Why wouldn't you do that? Why don't you do that right so, now? So we could. Okay. So, um, Gonzo, are, you're up for are... this game, right? <laughs> sure. Here are five names. Four of them are real character names in this movie, and one of them is a lie. 
Okay. We have Killjoy. We have Zeno. We have Orpho. We have Cajones. And we have Zorn. I feel like Killjoy is the fake name. Killjoy is a real character in this film. No, I'm feeling like it's Ortho. Ortho is the is the lie. Oh wow, good job, Gonzo. Also, I, I, um, I don't want to know how I knew that. <laughs> uh, I I also discovered that uh, we were trying to figure out who Max von Sydow is in this movie. Yes, I was just he, about to ask. He has a cameo as one of the bounty hunters on the pirate moon that gets blown up. Oh, you found him. Can you even tell it's him? Not really. Is he like wearing makeup or something <laughs> like that? Or he's wearing he's wearing the bullshit bounty hunter pirate garb <laughs> thing that everybody has going on. Okay. He's in the scene where the movie tries to be Mad Max for right. two minutes. Right. <laughs> um but anyway, uh Killjoy gives Roscoe his gold for some soup. Which one's Killjoy? Later, Killjoy is the dude who they meet uh, in the slave cage who then steals the monk's robes and then somehow shows up at the princess's party dressed as a robot oh, uh, and then makes okay. out with Angelica Houston. In the- you know, I'm um, starting to realize that I remember absolutely nothing about. <laughs> so, so Killjoy gives Roscoe, who's the I black I feel like guy. we should have watched this movie his gold for some soup but two scenes later killjoy pulls out the same gold piece to pay the pimp robot um so there's a little inconsistency there yeah hey blood you want to pump some titty yeah i really don't remember this movie (laughs) i have i have started the phrases of this movie this whole time and yeah i remember nothing about it i have started reciting lines along with the characters of this movie I now begin to understand why Janine did not seem pleased with the fact that you were watching this movie again. Um, why doesn't the monk say anything when Killjoy steals his robes? Uh, vow of silence? I don't know. No, he talks. No, I know he does. That's what well, yeah. why, why doesn't he? Do you have an answer? I don't. It's just a question. Um, let's see. The mini, the mini bear trap is the only means of castration. So how do they castrate their female slaves? They have female slaves. Um, they do. They no female slave is ever on screen more than just as a background person, right? Uh, but they do have a couple of them. I mean, in um, theory, I guess you could use the bear trap to, uh, to yeah, sterilize <laughs> your females, but that's a very invasive procedure. Um. Also, slaves are supposed to be castrated and lobotomized, but no part of the process has any lobotomy. Um. That sounds about When Jason and Roscoe uh, do not get castrated, the princess says, just pretend that it happened. And my note is, okay, but someone is dressing them, and they'll definitely see there's still a cock and balls there. How are they supposed to get past that? Um, then we get to the party scene, which my notes are, how does Killjoy, one, get the robot suit, two, get into the princess's party, Three, no Jason and Roscoe will be at the party. Um, then we have discount R2 is literally called R2-1. Uh, 
there's a police officer shown getting out of his car to chase Roscoe and Killjoy up some stairs, and he never shows up. Uh, Zorn, who is the bad guy of this movie, uh, has a lackey with a turban who shows up for one scene, is not named, and never shows up again. Okay. Then we have, let's see, uh, Garbage there, Robot is still the best character. Isn't there, I feel like there's a scene with the main bad guy where he goes to visit this guy in bed. Oh yeah, that's that, that comes up in a little bit. Okay. Because I also have a note on that. Um, so we have Garbage Robot is still the best character, followed by the note. Character's name, Lanky Nibs. Uh, <laughs> then there was, they really wanted this to be Star Wars, huh? Then there's Zorn's Emperor stand-in, old man, never shows up again. Because he does. He shows up to talk about how their plan is coming to fruition. And the Emperor, who's actually called something like Grand Chancellor or something like that, uh, tells him that he has to watch it with, uh, you know, great certainty or whatever to make sure their plan succeeds. But at no point is this old man ever a part of the plan ever again. Um, Space Herpy shows up twice and adds nothing to the plot. Oh yeah, Space Herpy um, was always just a cheap laugh. Oh, yeah. I thought. Which is followed I don't know by about Space Herpy, even though it's like the most important part of the movie. <laughs> There are so many Chekhov's guns that never pay off. So they just have a bunch of shit that they talk about and that shows up for a scene and then they completely forget that it happens and never gets used ever again uh, over the course of this movie where they just, like, find shit in a closet or, like, you know, talk to people who never come up again and do all this. There, there are so many things that they set up in this movie that they then forget about two scenes later. Um Let's see. Uh, the rest of Jason's crew immediately go to the pirate moon and then just wait at the bar for several days. Uh, also, uh, let's see. Then I start getting pissed off, which my note is half of the things in the, in the middle of this movie are absolutely pointless and go nowhere. Um, Zeno, who is Ron Perlman's character, uh, has been carrying around his dead, rotting hand for days just to prank Roscoe. Why? Um, <laughs> then we have call the dog back. That's not my dog. That's my favorite line in the whole goddamn movie. Um, Doesn't his hand grow back? So he gets a new hand. So when Roscoe goes to shake his hand, he pulls the dead rotting hand, which is clearly the same hand because it's pointed in the same position. So <laughs> he's just been carrying this lopped off hand for days at this bar just waiting for Roscoe to show up and so he can prank him. It's just like, where did he get a new hand? Do we see him get a new hand? I don't remember him getting it. We hand. see him. We see him getting his stump wrapped up and then he gets onto the same shuttle as Angelica Houston. When the ship, the ship splits into three separate pods. Right. Um, and then they're waiting at the pirate moon. So I'm assuming whatever doctor was wrapping his hand helped regrow his hand. Okay, okay. I, 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 you know, there's no reason not to believe that. Uh, let's see. Water is so scarce, but Lanky Nibs has donkeys, pigs, ducks, and grass in the middle of a desert. 
clearly the dude's got some water. Um, nothing Lanky Nibs talks about means fucking anything. Uh, <laughs> Percy, who's the princess's assistant robot, uh, is clearly crushed and run over, and the landcraft they came in gets crushed and blown up, but suddenly both Percy and the landcraft are completely fine. Um, one of the bounty hunters is named Cajones. Uh, Killjoy has never heard of the seventh world after everyone is constantly talking about it. And then at the end of the movie, he says exactly as they always said it was. So either he knows about the seventh world or he doesn't make up your mind. Um, the crew is always low on water, but to make dinner, Zeno has multiple vegetables, fresh herbs and garlic. And I quote from a real garden. So how is there enough constant water to make sure that they have all of those things fresh? Well, I mean, uh, garlic you can buy and then it keeps. Well, he says fresh garlic grown in a real garden. So that line makes me think he grew the garlic. Ah, I see. Um, also, Percy has enough water to mix formula for the piglets that they bring onto the ship for an unexplained reason. Uh, also, the ship has baby formula on it for some reason. Um, Amazonians riding unicorns because dot dot dot. Uh, hey, don't, sometimes don't guns, kink shame. <laughs> sometimes the guns fire beams. Sometimes they don't. No one knows. Uh, no one knows how to ADR, which <laughs> I discovered. I discovered after this. Uh, also, part of the trivia on IMDb is. Halfway through this movie, the entire sound team got fired for an unexplained reason, and they rehired an entirely new sound team. And you can very clearly see it in this film, the point where they were just like, yeah, we're going to get an entirely new sound team. Um, let's see. Uh, the entire character of Wendon is pointless, and nothing he says makes any sense. Also, I fucking hate Wendon. Um, How do you feel about Wendon? Wendon? <laughs> so, Wendon is the head. I don't know if you guys remember, on the Amazonian unicorn planet, uh, Wendon is apparently... Hold on, hold on, there's an Amazonian unicorn planet. Yes. What movie did I watch? <laughs> <laughs> so, this planet uh, apparently was given to Wendon, who is some member of the royal family that people got fed up with his antics, so they just put him on some Oh, planet. Bruce Falanche. Yes. It's Bruce Falanche, that's right. Um, so that's Wendon, and I fucking hate him. Uh, Wendon is afraid to die, not a, uh, Wendon is not afraid to die, and not afraid of, wait, hang on. This note is weird. Wendon is not afraid of torture. He is afraid to die, and he caves to demands after being tickled. So, basically, he's he's afraid to die, which is fine. But then he's not afraid of being tortured, which it would be pretty easy to torture him because he is just a head. But the way that they torture him is they pull a feather off of a spear and tickle him, and within 0.2 seconds, of being tickled, he immediately gives them the information that they want. Just 
no no consistency we have here. Um, about halfway through this movie, the entire tone shifts, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's stupid and bad, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Dadbot is a nothing plot point and adds maybe five unnecessary minutes to this film, so I don't know if you remember this, but the princess's dad built a robot of himself on the planet with Wendon that is literally it. That's the that's the plot point that they add to this movie. Because um, the only reason that they have it is so that the princess knows to get her father's ring because stored somewhere in his memory bank is the picture of a ring, which very easily could have just been he left a, a the hologram recording that she later uses the rings to create out of some sort of spinning ring breath technology. Yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember that. One hour and 16 minutes into this movie, they decide to tell us the name of one of the robots is Buford. None of them are ever referred to by name prior to this moment. Now, <laughs> that's at one hour, 16 minutes. This movie is an hour and 34 minutes long. <laughs> so with 18 minutes left to spare... So with 18 minutes left, they say, hey, yeah, this robot, his name has been Buford this whole time. Um, which also leads to one of my favorite lines in this movie, uh, which is uh, Jason asks Roscoe why he painted Buford black. And he says, I wanted him to be perfect. And it's just his line reading of that line is just delightful. Um this crew has apparently traveled 4 billion miles in approximately four days. Um, <laughs> hey, they've got hyperspace. <laughs> uh, Ludicrous speed. Uh, at 1 hour 19, the softcore porn scene that comes out of nowhere starts. Um, Zorn yeah, has yeah, apparently... Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do it, and then she gets pregnant, and then, yeah. Right? Yes, that's the... The entire reason for that scene is to set up the fact that she's pregnant so that their son can grow up in the time warp and save them all at the end because everybody else is too old. Right. Um, That's how you made sci-fi in the 80s. (laughs) Off-core porn moment. But it is straight up like if you just watch the, the sex scene in that movie, it is like they brought in a porn writer just for that scene. Because all of those lines are very clearly lines that were written for porn in the eighties. Um, Zorn has apparently. I don't know how much eighties softcore porn you watched, but there were at least titties in softcore porn. Oh, there is a there is a goof in there where um, Jason unties uh, the princess's left shoulder tie twice uh, with his mouth. Um, <laughs> Zorn has apparently planned this whole thing, even though the Templars haven't been around since the first 30 minutes of this movie. Um, (laughs) Just like in Dune, this movie has the same song that plays over and over and over and over again. Um, A robot has diarrhea. Uh, Percy can talk, even though it's established early on in the film that robots can't talk. Uh, Jason and Karina's relationship means nothing and goes nowhere. Um... The ship gets knocked off course, which means off course, which means they should be lost in the time warp forever, but they don't because reason. Um, the worst wig and bald cap game ever in any movie. 
<laughs> and my final note: the seventh world is Earth. What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> that those are those are my pretty consistent thoughts. Oh, by the way, spoilers! The of... <laughs> spoilers for Ice Pirates. Anybody listening to this who has not watched Ice Pirates? Um, anyone listening to this who has watched Ice Pirates, which is at least the two of you, you should not go back and watch this movie. No? You don't recommend it? I personally do not recommend this film. There are there are moments. Um, the, uh, the woman who plays the waitress, who is also lumpy in uh, Star Wars and one of the Adams Family cousins, she is a delight. You learned all of these, all of these critical facts that we never knew. She is an absolute delight. I mean, I for um, one feel more of educated. Of course, I said that she was lumpy when we watched it. As a... that does sound like one of those facts that I would have discovered. I think that was a thing that you discovered. Um, I've learned character names. <laughs> I have begun. Uh, almost memorizing lines it is it has been a process um but you know i'm not at the point where i feel like i have to stop i'm at a point wait so how long are you doing this for so it's it's gonna be i'm gonna see how long i can last and the longest i will go is the last day of may i will watch it so you're gonna try to go a month I'm trying to do a full month. Oh, your girlfriend's going to leave you. Which I did like the math. You are going to be single. I did the math, and it is approximately 48 and a half hours of my life will be watching Ice Pirates, not counting the first time when we all watched it together. Okay, so this nice girl's going to leave you, and no one's gonna, <laughs> and no one's going to blame her, least of all you. Well, she's at least missing out on the next few. Oh, because she's with her mom? Yeah. 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 Why do you think she's with her mom? Joe, you'll be lucky if she comes back. <laughs> All right. Let's do some mail. Uh, and by some mail, I mean one mail. We get mail from uh, from Sarah, friend of the show, Sarah, of course. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Sarah says, hey, fellas. Hey, grouches. I'm not sure if you're recording tonight. We are. But in case you are, I wanted to say how nice it was to hear a new episode from you this week. I missed your voices. I've been profoundly grateful for all my podcasts continuing to record right now, but it's extra meaningful when the hosts are people I know. Your show and the other show recorded by friends, the Path of Night podcast, has made the current situation feel a little less weird and lonely. It's possible that I'm just feeling extra smushy and affectionate today. Still, I appreciate the three of you so much, and I'm so grateful that you keep doing what you do right now. Thank you, Sarah. While I definitely think there have been a lot of problematic nonsense bandied about the internet, like looking at the the damn pandemic as an opportunity to start your side hustle, I do still like the idea of silver linings. My household has been keeping a running tally of the often silly things we were grateful for that day, which has included things like Perry the Platypus and homemade chili cheese fries. Sounds fucking incredible mm. right now. So, and gin and tonics. What have you what have what have some of your silver linings been grouches? Or if you prefer, we can steal some of the less 
slightly less Pollyanna name for them and from my favorite murder and call it your fucking hooray. Much mushy affection, Sarah. So have there been well, any silver linings? One silver lining is definitely Perry the Platypus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's here to argue over that. Any specific to you, Gonzo? Any silver linings to you? Um... Hmm. Someone that's not me. Go, Joe. <laughs> um. Oh well. Uh, last night and tonight, both I've. Uh, I mean, Gonzo yelled gin and tonic, so I suppose I can. I can give a shout out to uh, Bumbu Rum, B U M B U. Um, it's a classic Caribbean style rum that goes very well with Dr Pepper. Um, <laughs> and that was my drink of choice for these last couple of nights. Um. Otherwise, you know, uh, I guess, I mean, it's I, it's probably a good bet to say things like streaming services because, you know, I have an endless supply of content at my fingertips and yet I'm choosing to watch Ice Pirates. One of my <laughs> one of my silver linings is certainly not Ice Pirates, <laughs> but the trash robot, the trash robot can be a silver lining. I'll give and it tur- that. And Turkey Man taking a dump. I had I had a hard time thinking of a silver lining for me, and then I sat back and realized what it was. Um, by uh, having to work at home, just like everybody else, having to work at home, and um, the chair that I was using uh, is just not comfortable to sit in for eight hours. So I bought a new nice leather office chair that I'm enjoying Ooh. very much to the point where it is the most comfortable seat in the house for me. Um, so, uh, there's my silver lining. Uh, my, my, my ass is, uh, much more comfortable. So does now. that mean we don't get a chair squeak anymore? Unfortunately, there is no more squeaky chair. <laughs> well, let's see. Silver linings for me. <laughs> silver linings for me, I guess. Um, God, there's just so much more time to do things when your alarm goes off at nine, but you don't fall asleep until three and like, you don't have to commute to and from work. Hey man, that's six hours of sleep. That's still, that's three to nine. That's still six hours of sleep. That's a solid sleep. That's solid sleep right there. So like I can wake up, roll over and start doing some work. And while I'm doing some work, I can also be like, you know, watching YouTube and working at the same time. And even if I'm, way too wrapped up in my work well you know what hey look i get done eventually and then i can eat something and play video games or fuck around online and then then wouldn't you know it it's only like midnight ish like it is right now and instead of me going like you know pre-quarantine when we were recording this at jim's house instead of me looking at the time and going fuck it's midnight i still have half an hour drive to get home Man, I'm not even wearing pants right now, and life is pretty <laughs> great because that means that once this calls over, I'm just I'm in bed already. Um, there you go. All I'm gonna have to do is unplug my headset, watch some more Robotech, and like fall asleep or do something else or stay up until 5 a.m. because whatever this is what i'm doing today 5 a.m. <laughs> then you still get four good hours of sleep before nine o'clock i'm telling you time has lost all meaning right um i wasn't even 100 percent sure of what day it was today 
I think I've talked about this before. I don't really know what day it is ever anymore. All I know is if my alarm goes off, then I log on to my work account and I work. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't go off, then I get up whenever I choose and do whatever I choose. And then it becomes Monday again eventually because (laughs) my alarm has gone off. You know, That's it's awesome. not really a silver lining. That's just kind of being lazy and disconnected from the real world. Yeah, which is what we're but you know what? Days. But you know what? There's so much less judgment. <laughs> so, ooh, ooh, how about here? Here's a good. Uh, uh, I see. I messaged Sarah. I was like, "We are in fact recording tonight," and her response was, "Yeah, I saw the Discord alert because she's still she's, she's still on our Discord. Discord. Oh, she's still on our Discord. Okay, that's cool." So, um, so I guess silver lining, um, silver lining for real silver lining. Oh, you know, getting up to go, getting dressed to go anywhere, even just down to the store has kind of become a fashion event now. This is true. You know, so like I've been working on that dystopian cyberpunk occultist everything oh, i still gotta send you pictures of that mm-hmm. coat i think you'll that, like it and, that, that's pretty cool uh my new custom designed um uh cyberpunk masks will be delivered tomorrow hey. exciting which i forget if i no i didn't show you the new designs i'll link them in in discord when we got some time totes um but so th- those those are pretty cool. I don't hate that I did those. Uh, building a lot of models. I've been eating consistently. There's a fucking silver. That's there a you one. go. That's you a know, great one right there. Maybe I'm not eating like three meals a day, but I'm certainly eating something for either something for lunch and then something for dinner or sure. a big dinner and then maybe some snacks throughout the day. It's like. I'll get my calories, man. Partly yeah. because it no longer turns into, well, I'm already sitting here at my desk. I should just continue to sit at my desk. Right. So instead of that, it's like, okay, well, it's noon. I'm just going to wander into the kitchen. Still probably not wearing pants. If we're Listen. being honest, pants have become a lot less of a priority in my life. Now I gotta pants say, are... I gotta say, I've never been a pants fan myself. Um, I look, I wear pants because I have to. Um, so if you were to come to my home unexpectedly, um, there's a very good chance that I would not be wearing pants. I mean, I would have at least my drawers on. It wouldn't be balls akimbo or anything like that. But like. There's a good chance that I would not be wearing pants. I am where I'm actually wearing pants right now. They're fucking pajama bottoms, but they're pants. Uh, well, not really pajama bottoms. They're like fuzzy, fuzzy pants. I don't. Do mm. people still wear pajamas? Like, I think like so. pajamas, like old school pajamas. I don't know. Janine does. Joe, Joe, honey. I'm really a. Oh, it wasn't even Joe. It was Jim, published by Jim Williams. What I'm so I'm so upset that you posted the Greedo came first picture. <laughs> How come? 
I don't. I I don't like it. <laughs> it's bad. It is bad. I don't even know what you're talking about. So it's bad. Really, Janine actually sent me that on Instagram, and that's why I thought it was you that posted it because I'm so, like Janine sent me this on Instagram. My, Clearly, Joe has posted this. My gay son sent it to not not my real son, my gay son Chris, who's been on the show before, sent it to me. Um, and so he sent it to me. He's like, oh, I just I just saw this on Facebook. It's hysterical. And I said, yeah, where'd you see it? He's like, oh, shit, I saw it on your show's site. Okay, I'm sorry. So he, like, texted me my own post. I'm like, yeah, great. Way to, way right. to pay attention. Joe, I'm, I'm going to catch Grouch's page. Joe, I'm just going to send it in Discord so you can see it oh, there. Oh, there you go. And you should – I'm now very upset that you made me download this. <laughs> I mean, it's there. He can look well, at it you on didn't, Facebook. You didn't have to. You don't have to. I, I was, I've already done it. Now it's here. Okay, let me let me go to the. Oh, okay. And again, yes, I. Janine sent it to me on Instagram, <laughs> so kind of why I default thought that you had posted it because I'm like, this is the thing Janine already knows about. No, I have not posted anything on our Facebook page. Although I did see Rimble Timbley posted. Yes, yeah. Rimble Timbley did, did pay, us, pay us a visit. I saw that. I gotta say, I'm I'm a fan of his style. He's he's got a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's a little. Uh, it's a little southern, little little doomsday preppery. It's a little less southern than he usually is, though. I gotta say that. Yeah. Well, well no, he's a little, he was a little less totally animated. Fit. That's what he was. Yeah. His style totally fit with with what we know Rimble Timbley to look like. I mean, yeah, I have to I have I to mean, agree. He's been on the show before, so we've clearly seen him in person. Yeah, before. and yes. this isn't the first time anyone's seeing him in person. But I mean, he certainly I I'm sure he didn't disappoint. <laughs> uh, you know, Sarah asks is this a good episode? Great question. <laughs> that I'm remains glad to be seen. I will be fielding any other questions at this <laughs> time <laughs> rimble actually came to me and uh got some fashion advice from me and i told him to try to look as little like me as possible um and i don't think he accomplished that <laughs> i don't know you tend to have a really well-groomed beard and his was kind of beard akin <laughs> his was kind of scraggly i do i i i have to agree with my esteemed colleague <laughs> though I do gotta say, he's his DVD collection in the background is pretty comparable to yours. It is, yeah. You know, if so, I got a question for you. What, what do you think? Do you think you and Rimble would share DVD libraries, or do you think he has any DVDs that are like, no, not for you? And do you think you have any that he'd look at and go, yeah, that's not for me? I mean, there are certainly uh, some some Rimble's eyes only. I uh, imagine that Rimble Timbley probably has possession of some DVDs that might constitute a felony in most states. No, no, we've been over this. We've He's been only over committed this. the one felony. He's only been convicted of the one <laughs> felony. There's a difference. I, I don't but, know. Like, it can only be legally proven that he's committed one felony. But, like, do you think that you and Rimble could sit down and have a DVD viewing party? Or is that just, like, there's the 
there's the two or three that I mean, let's face it, everyone likes, and then the rest of your tastes are going to be different. Um, if if you were going to draw a Venn diagram, I think Rimble and I could sit down and watch uh, westerns together. Um, but I think the second he tried to put on something like God's Not Dead or any of the end of the uh, hyper Christian uh, propaganda, yeah, like films. all the like the, the left behind movies, but the ones with Kirk Cameron, not the ones yeah. with Nicolas Cage. Now I do have one last very important question. Yeah, do you think that you and Rimble Timbley could sit down and enjoy Ice Pirates together? I think. I think Rimble would enjoy Ice Pirates more than I would. I feel like this this, this uh, conversation this conversation reminds me of every conversation in the comics of someone talking to Clark Kent about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the conversation, right? Like, every time someone talks to Clark Kent about Superman, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. It's uh, you know what? Let's just call it. <laughs> That's that's fair. I think that's a fair. Um, in the meantime, for Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Joe. I am and always have been your friend. Gonzo. <laughs> it, was that a Star Trek reference? That was. was I Star Trek? It was. That was. Yeah. Okay, good. Joe, you missed your line. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm fucking... Completely forgot. Fuck on, audience. There, there it is. This is when I pop back up to remind you that whatever the fuck a foo is seems pretty resilient because they've been fighting it for like 20 years. You'd think it'd be dead by now.